How's it going, boys and ghouls? And welcome to the return of Buddy's House of Horror podcast. It's a beautiful autumn day. The air is clean and crisp, and I'm so excited for this new season of the House of Horror. If this is your first time joining me here in my crypt, as you will, this podcast is for lovers of all things horror. We cover horror films, television, literature, the horrors of real life and the supernatural, and just anything on the spooky side of the spectrum. This is the fourth season of the House of Horror podcast. And that's hard for me to believe. It feels like only a year or two ago that I started this whole thing. And this is the third year in a row where I'm going to be releasing 31 videos over on my YouTube channel this October. One for each day leading up until my favorite holiday, Halloween, of course. Um, I'm going to keep this intro loose. I'm not going to be doing many edits in this because I'm just so excited to talk to you guys again. Of course, I've had a few videos come out prior to this coming out in October, but this is the first time you're going to be hearing me on your podcast streaming sites. So I'm just so excited to talk to you guys. Um, Again, 31 videos, 31 days over on my YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this for the first time over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to the show, I would like to also direct you over to my YouTube page, where on top of this podcast, you're going to be getting actual horror themed videos such as movie reviews top 10 lists so much more if you could i would really appreciate it if you could give my channel a subscribe and if you're already listening to this over on youtube and you want to take the show with you on the go go ahead and subscribe on any of your podcast streaming services like you use um like the ones that i just mentioned if it lets you leave a rating and a review over on those podcast sites, I would really appreciate it. It really helps the podcast grow and get some eyes on it that otherwise wouldn't be seeing the show. Also, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends, family members, or just anyone who would enjoy it, because the next month is going to be a ton of fun. I've got a ton of amazing interviews, discussion topics, and just so much more that you guys definitely don't want to miss out on. We're going to be having some old friends come back on the show and some new friends and guests on and I'm just so excited to get to talk to these people connect with them share their stories with you um and yeah it's just going to be another hectic exciting and all-around terrifying month on Buddy's House of Horror podcast and over on YouTube with my other daily horror content again I'm just so excited to have you guys along with me for the ride and if you have any other comments suggestions or if you want to be a featured guest on the show sometime feel free to connect with me on um any way that you can um contact me through youtube facebook twitter i just set up a voicemail box um with the number down in the description that you can call and leave me a voicemail um free feel free to connect with me with any of the ways that you see down in the show notes below again if this is your first time listening to the show i encourage you to go ahead and check out some of the past episodes from previous seasons i've done some amazing interviews with horror historians like mark dewidziak who's of course the author of many great books such as The Bedside Bathtub and Armchair Companion to Dracula, and everything I need to know I learned in The Twilight Zone. I've dabbled in some true crime stuff as well, like when I featured James Renner, one of the leading reporters from the disappearance of Maura Murray case. And I've also had a former classmate of Jeffrey Dahmer on the show to talk about their time together in high school. Um, Of course, I've had quite a few amazing actors, filmmakers, and just fans of the horror genre on the show. And even some people who've had experiences with the supernatural and ghosts have been on the show before, so those are also really great. Um, We like to keep the show spooky, but also lighthearted and fun when we can. 
Um, and besides shows with guests, like today, every once in a while, I like to throw in a, sol a solo show where I just sit back and talk about a certain topic that I'm passionate about, tell stories, and so much more. Again, I like to keep the spooky atmosphere high, but I also like to keep the show lighthearted when it can be, um, whenever it's appropriate. Um... And yeah, I have the perfect discussion planned for us today as the season premiere of the podcast. As you know, it's fall, it's the spooky season, and it's my absolute favorite time of the year. And today we're going to be talking about two shows that truly embody this time of year. That's right, we're going to be looking at the immortal classics, The Addams Family, and The Munsters. Two families that would have been great friends, but unfortunately never had the chance to meet each other. We're going to be taking a look at the history and legacy of both shows, go through some of the noteworthy episodes, and after it all, I'm going to be giving you my thoughts and share some of your thoughts on which of these spooky shows is superior. So without further ado, we're going to get right to the show. Again, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show, leave your ratings, reviews, thumbs up, and now just sit back, relax, unless you're driving, in which case, if you're driving down the road, make sure you're paying attention, and let's just get started with the season premiere of Buddy's House of Horror podcast. Let's get spooky. How is it going, everyone? And welcome to the House of Horror, to my crypt, as you will. Um, I'm sure that you guys heard in the intro that I'm going to be recording after all of this wraps up, that this is Buddy's House of Horror. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm happy to have you guys along for the ride. If you're a returning patron to the House of Horror, I thank you for coming back. I mean, this is the third year in a row where I'm going to be doing 31 horror videos in 31 days over on YouTube, and that includes this podcast. So if you're listening to this over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening to this, make sure you head over to my YouTube channel as well, um, because there's going to be content coming out every single day of this month. October is my favorite time of the year. Um, right now, it's a crisp morning. Um, I just had my coffee. I'm feeling good. I was hanging out with my cats a little bit. Um, Mr. Moon and Miss Pumpkin, of course, both named unintentionally for the spooky season. It just sort of worked out that way, um, which means they're the perfect cats for me. Um, but again, Halloween time, favorite time of the year. Um, I, I said that I've been doing this for three years now with the 31 videos, but really it's been more years than that, making Halloween and spooky-related content. Um, but this is just the third year it's been every single day. Um, so I do encourage you guys, if this is your first time listening to my show, um, head over to YouTube or just scroll back on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify feed and check out some of the episodes from my earlier seasons. I mean, I have some stuff for everyone. I mean, I cover all different types of horror-related content. Um, I dabble in a little bit of true crime stuff. Um, just everything. Interviews, top ten lists. Um, there's a series over on YouTube that I do called 15 Phenomenal Facts. Some of those are in podcast form as well. Um, like last year I did one that I really enjoyed about 15 Phenomenal Facts about Halloween. Um, not the films. I've done that one as well. But last year I did one that was Halloween the Holiday. Like 15 Facts about Halloween as we know it. Um... 
And yeah, I've got a lot of really cool stuff planned for you guys this year. I mean, I'll give you a couple sneak peeks um, that I've discussed in the past already on other shows. Um, but we're going to be doing top 10 horror video games. Um, we're going to be ranking the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Of course, there's going to be a ton of interviews coming out with some filmmakers from around the world um, that I've had the opportunity to speak with about their projects. Um, but today... And there's probably going to be quite a few more of these. This is my first solo show of the year. Um, I always like to do a couple solo shows just because, frankly, they're easier <laughs> to do because I don't have to schedule anything. Um, I don't want to say they're easier because normally with the solo shows, unless I'm going completely off the cuff, there is a little bit of scripting and research involved and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's probably going to be quite a few solo shows this year. I'm going to have some guests on the show as well. Um, like Midnight Miles, he's a fan favorite, and Dynamite Jared's going to be over on the other podcast that we do as well. I'm hoping to get him over on the House of Horror. He's made one singular appearance on the House of Horror, and that has to change. Um, but today, our topic of discussion is going to be the Monsters versus the Adams Family. Two families who would have been really close friends if they had ever had the opportunity to meet. Um, but for some reason, there is, like, this rivalry between them within the fan base a lot of the times. I mean, not always. I mean, sometimes. You know how it is. Like, people like, oh, do you like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Do you like Green Day or Blink-182? There's just, like, this little, like, rivalry that goes on. But, like, in reality, I mean, Blink and Green Day are good friends. Like, I mean, there was another ever animosity between them personally. And I think it's the same with the Monsters and the Addams Family. I think that if there had been, like, a cross over episode or something, or if they existed in our realm, in real life, that they would have been, like, best friend families, like, Eddie Munster's hanging out with the Adams kids and stuff like that, it just sounds like a great time, like, I think that they would have been actually very, very close friends, um, but today we're gonna be going over the history of both of these shows, um, talking about some of my personal favorite episodes, and I reached out to you guys, I reached out to the old school monsters group over on Facebook got quite a few submissions of which show that you guys prefer. Um, so we're going to be doing some tallies up of those and see how many of you guys voted for the monsters, how many voted for the Adams family. Um, and we're just going to be going through both of the series. This is a celebration of both shows. Um, cause both of them right now they're back in the spotlight. I mean, we just had the Adams family film, come out, I think, I believe it was two years ago, the animated Adams Family film came out, and of course, we just got the announcement of Rob Zombie's Monsters remake a few months back, um, I think it was like in, in, uh, June, they announced that, um, so yeah, both of them are in the limelight right now, and I just want to take a look back at how both of these franchises got their roots, um, and sort of put, pit them head to head, which everyone likes to do. Uh, but for me, I like both shows. I mean, I definitely have my preference, which I'll get into later on in the podcast. Um, but for the most part, I really like both shows. Um, and I rewatched a lot of the episodes leading up to this podcast because I, I had this episode planned last year that I wanted to deep dive into both of these shows because I grew up with them. Um, so, over the past year, I've rewatched a lot of both of the shows. Obviously, I didn't rewatch both series in their entirety. Um, because, I mean, that's just a lot. But, 
you know. So I watched a lot of episodes really to get a good sense of the show, did some research, stuff like that. I'm going to be reading off some facts for you guys, going to be going over the histories of both of these shows, their legacies, um, and we're mainly going to be focusing on the original series, the black and white series, the sitcoms, but I definitely need to go into how... Like, for example, the Adams Family came from the comics, and basically we need to discuss the things that happened after that, like the different series, the movies of both of these shows. So, but we're mainly going to be focusing on the main series, um, the black and white series on television, where they really became in the mainstream. And yeah, so I'm just going to break them to break them through one by one. I suppose we should start with the Adams family uh, because technically it came first with the comics, but I mean I guess you can argue the monsters are based off of the actual monsters who they're based off of which have their roots way before the Adams family. But the Adams family itself was first in the comics. So we're going to go over that um first. And so, yeah, we're just going to dive right into the history of the Adams family. And first, we're, we need to meet our family, of course. I mean, both of these families have a lot of eclectic characters. Um, and I'm going to just introduce them if you guys aren't aware of them at this point. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you are at least aware of the Adams family and the Munsters. But if you're hearing, hearing about them for the first time, I want to make sure that I introduce everyone, talk about them in context of the show and all that good stuff just for by some reason you've never watched either of these shows or have heard of them so first we're going to start with the adams family we'll go all the way through the adams family then we'll go to the monsters and then we'll get into a little bit of the the feedback from the audience so let's meet our adams family of course we have our devil devilishly in love couple morticia adams and Gomez Adams, um, of course, played in the series by Carolyn Jones and John Astin. Um, it was very revolutionary for the time, actually, um, on this show, because there's, like, implied sex between the two. Like, you can tell, like, Gomez and Morticia love each other. Like, it's not just, like, I don't know, like a Leave it to Beaver thing where, like, oh, like, the mom and dad or whatever, they're <laughs> hanging out. But, like, no. You get the sense Morticia and Gomez are infatuated with each other. And in fact, Gomez always goes crazy when Morticia speaks French. He kisses her arms all the way up and down. Like, there's a lot of implied love between the two of them, which I really like. And it was very revolutionary for the time, like I said. Um, and yeah, they are the matriarch and the patriarch of the family. They're the leads in the series. A lot of people really like Wednesday, um, but... She's not really the focus of the original show. Um, it's mainly about the adults, at least in my opinion. That's how it feels. Um, it's about the adults, Lurch, and Uncle Fester, really. That's the main the main group in the show. At least a lot of the good episodes are centered around them. Um, and let's talk about the elders. So both the Munsters and the Adams family, they have the couple, they have the elders, they have children, and... In the case of the Adams Family, there's a couple extra characters that the Munsters do not have. Um, an extra category of characters. Because the Munst the Adams Family are very, very rich in contrast to the Munsters. So the Munsters are your average American family. The Adams are loaded. 
Um, so they have a couple extra characters, which we'll get into in a minute, um, like hired help, for example. Um, but the elders, you, of course, have Uncle Fester, played by Jackie Coogan. Um, Uncle Fester was the shit when I was a kid. Uncle Fester was my favorite character, of course. Um, he's really ridiculous, really fun, really crazy. Um, he has this whole gimmick where he puts the light bulb in his mouth and stuff. Um, and then there's Grandmama. Um, she's not, she's not a primary focus of the show, she's more like a side character, but she has her moments in the series, um, she's a good character, um, again, all the Addams Family are really crazy, they are a normal family who are trying to be crazy, in contrast to the Munsters, who are monsters, they are crazy, and they're trying their best to be normal, so the shows are very different in that regard, um, you have the children, you have Pugsley and Wednesday Adams. Um, in the series, they're a little bit more straightforward, but as soon as you get into some of the series after that, they're really like trying to kill each other and they're more devilish and they get to be bigger characters than what they are in the series, really. A lot of times when you're speaking about Wednesday and Pugsley Adams, you're really talking about the ones from the animated series and from the movies, um, which we'll get into. In the series, they're a little bit more subdued. Um, they still have all, all their characteristics, obviously, but it's not to the extreme that it would get. And that goes for everyone in the family. It's not as extreme as it would get in later interpretations as it is in the series. Um, and that's just a product of its time. I mean, it came out, I mean, a long time ago. Um, obviously, modern audiences are a little bit more susceptible to some weird stuff. Um, and then you have the extra characters, which I'm talking about. So you have Lurch and Thing. Both played by Ted Cassidy. Um, Lurch, of course, is the big zombie, basically, butler of the show, going, you rang, and stuff like that. Um, he's another big focus in the show. Um, a lot of episodes center around him just because he's such an off-the-wall kind of character, um, and he has this catchphrase. And Thing, of course, which is the severed hand, um, also played by Ted Cassidy, ironically. It's his hand that is Thing. Um... And yeah, those, so that's our family, basically. Of course, in the series, there's other characters that come in. Um, like, in, Well, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to some of the episodes that I'm going to break down for you guys, some of the other side characters. But those are the main cast. Um, so the series, before it was the television sitcom, it was created by Charles Adams all the way back in 1938 from comics that he wrote in The New Yorker. Um, they consisted of just one-panel gags. There's no real backstory or anything. You just sort of got what you were given. Like, it would show the family, like, on a beach or whatever, fishing. And there were just a few gags in there. Maybe it would have... <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, choked for a second. Uh, maybe it would have a little tagline at the bottom of something funny. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's not like your Garfields or your Peanut comics or whatever, where there's, like, a bunch of panels and stuff, and it leads, like, setup, setup punchline it's just one image of something funny that happens like they could be at thanksgiving dinner or something like that um there were no names to the characters at the time and no real personality traits that we would recognize although the blueprint for the family was there um the gothic atmosphere was there the weird and exotic sense of humor was there um but there was a lot missing um, the showrunners, when the show became a series, were mainly responsible for creating the characters that we really know today. 
Um, the family appears to be a single surviving branch of the Adams clan, um, which you see in some other films. There's a bunch more family that come into play, and in the comics there's more. But the Adams family that we're so focused on is just that branch of the family. There's a lot more Adamses out there. Um, they exist all over the world. When Charles Adams was creating this series, he was inspired by his hometown of Westfield, New Jersey, an area full of Victorian mansions, large, sprawling graveyards, and really small, like, just the gothic New England, like, architecture is what he was inspired by. In the original comic series, they live in a gothic house on Cemetery Ridge. Other adaptations change the location and... It's just to better fit the story that they're trying to tell. Um, so a lot of different interpretations of the Adams Family set them in different areas. Um, like, for example, in the television series, they reside in a gloomy mansion adjacent to a cemetery in a swamp in an unspecified American town. Um, in the musical version, which came out like way later, in like 2009, um, the house is located in Central Park. In the 2019 version, um, the animated one, the Adams live in an abandoned asylum located on the uh, outstate outskirts of New Jersey, basically. So it's more in line with how the comics were. Um, it's haunted, disembodied house, and that that film's actually a good film, by the way. I know it kind of got panned, um, but I liked the 2019 adaptation. I mean, it's not landmark cinema or anything, but I enjoyed the film. Um, so when it comes to the terms of humor, when we're talking about the humor of the series, it's a little bit off the wall, which is really what makes the Adams themselves. Like the humor is such a big part of the family. Um, although most of the humor derives from the fact that they share macabre interests, the Adams are not evil. They're not bad people. They're not out there trying to take over the world and do all this kind of evil, maniacal things. Like, no, they are a good family who love each other. Um, of course, some series has them always trying to kill each other and stuff like that. But the family comes first, and they're going to protect the family against anything. They are a very tight-knit group of people together. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, that's sort of the backstory of the Adams. Um, sort of how the comic became the show. Um, and the show started in 1964. And there was 64 episodes. They aired on ABC... And it ran all the way until April 1966. So that's the main version that we're going to be discussing, is the main series. I love the main series. I used to watch it as a kid here and there. My introduction to the series was through the cartoons, um, which we'll get into in a second. But The Addams Family was always on as well. The Munsters, I think, I watched a lot more when I was a kid, um, but I was aware of The Addams Family. I watched a few episodes of The Addams Family over at my grandma's house, and my uncles were really big into the shows at that time, because that's when they were growing up. Um, so they'd always have that kind of stuff on the TV. Um, after the original series, there was a crossover with the new Scooby-Doo movies, it was their first animated appearance, and it was the third episode of the show. It was called Scooby-Doo Meets the Adams Family. 
which aired on CBS in 1972. Um, it did feature feature four members of the original cast, um, Gomez, Morticia, Uncle Fester, and Ted Cassidy, um, as Lurch, all reprising their roles. Um, It involved the Adams with a mystery with the Scooby-Doo gang, obviously. Um, They were drawn to the original specifications of the original Charles Adams cartoons, and that's the thing, like, in the Adams Family sitcom, they didn't really look like they did in the comics. I mean, they sort of did. They had the characteristics. But, I mean, like, if you see... If you put Gomez from the comic and Gomez... Like, John Aston's Gomez as a human being next to each other, they don't really look the same. Um, but John Aston really brings the character to life. Like, John Aston is Gomez, like... He plays him animated for a long time. Like, John Aston is Gomez Adams. There's no one better. There's no one who's going to be better as Gomez Adams than John Aston. Um, but the, se- the the television series, they didn't really look as much as the comics as you would think, I guess. I mean, even, like, Morticia, she, like, towers over Gomez in the comics. And, I mean, like... I mean, they're play- getting actual humans to do this, and men are typically taller than women, not always. My wife is way taller than me as well. Um, but yeah, Gomez is taller than Morticia, so yeah, they don't look exactly like they do in the comics. Um, and yeah, so since... So that was their first animated appearance. Um, and after that episode aired, fans wanted more animated adventures featuring the Adamses, and the Hanna-Barbera co- company was like, alright, bet. So, after that, there was another animated series. Um, Well, actually, that was the first animated series. It was their second animated appearances. But between that, there was a a pilot that was produced called The Addams Family Funhouse. It was a musical musical variety show. Um, It was produced around that time, but it was never picked up to be a series. Um, I don't even know if you can watch that online or anything. It might be lost to time. I mean, I'm sure someone has it. Um, I haven't personally looked to see if it's on YouTube or anything. It might be up on YouTube. Um, but the first animated series started the next year in 1973. It ran for 16 episodes. Um, and it actually ran from 73 to 75 during that span. It was on NBC. Um, it was a departure from the original series. The series took the Adamses on a road trip in an RV. Um... The series also marked the point where the relationships between the characters were changed so that Fester was now Gomez's brother. And st- like in the original series, like it's kind of tricky because he's Uncle Fester, but it's like in each version, it like changes who Uncle Fester is. Like, is he Gomez and Morticia's uncle? Is he the uncle to the children? Um, but in this one, it establishes that Fester is Gomez's brother and Grandmama is now Morticia's mother, which was not the case in the series. Like, Grandmama was, like, Gomez's mother or something like that. Um, So it always changes, um, and it does retain some continuity um, with some other stuff. Um, Coogan and Cassidy reprise their roles in this series, um, but Aston and Carolyn Jones do not. Their parts were recasted um, with some other people. Um, of course, the children were recasted. Um, the char- Again, I said the characters were drawn 
um, to the specifications of the original series, um, because it was produced by Hanna-Barbera as well, so they kept the same designs pretty much, um, it only ran for one season, um, and the second season just consisted of reruns, um, so it was on the air running for a while, but it was just reruns, um, there was a comic book, uh, series that was produced in connection with the show, but it only lasted three issues, um, and the show's theme music was completely different, and it had no music, no finger snaps, um, although it retained a little bit of the four-note score from the live-action show, and that's something else that made the Addams Family series as unique as it was, it has a really, really great theme song, I mean, the monsters do too, but everyone knows the da-da-da-da, and I'm not going to do any more just in case this gets copyright struck somehow. But the Adams Family theme song is absolutely iconic. Um, everyone knows that it was a big part of the show, its whole atmosphere. And it really gets you into the vibe when you're like sitting down to watch the show and you're listening to that song. It really puts you in the right state of mind. Um, there was a Halloween special that aired of the Adams Family in 1977, which was the only film that brought together the majority of the original cast from the show. Um, obviously it was made 11 years after the series had wrapped up, um, so there's a bit of a time skip in it, obviously, there would have to be, um, it deals with Gomez's brother coming into town from Arizona, and he once courted Morticia back in the day, so there's some jealousy that's involved with Gomez and some hijinks ensue with that, but the main plot, with a, um, the main plot of the the special, deals with a couple crooks trying to steal the family fortune. Um, it features grown-up versions of Pugsley and Wednesday. Obviously, um, Wednesday and Pugsley are grown up now, because this is 11 years later. Um, Wednesday's enrolled in Music Academy. Pugsley is in quote-unquote medical school to become a witch doctor. Um, and Gomez and Morticia also have two more children in this. Um, so in between the original series and this film, they had Wednesday Jr. and Pugsley Jr., who strongly resemble their older siblings. So basically, like, from my perspective, they were like, all right, the kids are grown up, but we still want to have, like, the kooky kids. Like, we still want to have two kid characters. So they just invented Pugsley and Wednesday Jr. So Gomez and Morticia had a couple more kids. Um, after that, there was, of course, the Adams Family cartoon, from 1992, which is what I watched as a kid. Um, this was my main introduction to the Addams Family. Um, it ran for slightly more than 20 episodes, so again, you're not getting long runs out of any of these um, further adaptations. Um, the remake series ran on Saturday mornings. Um, it was uh, from 1992 to 1993 on ABC. After the producers realized the success of the 1991 Adams Family movie. So this series came out right after the film. And I don't really think I need to go in depth on the Adams Family films. Um, because I feel like everyone knows about them. They're obviously great. Um, Raul Julia, fantastic. All-star cast. I mean, those films are really, really great. Um... And yeah, I haven't seen the second one in a while, but the first film I remember being very, very great. I mean, it's highly regarded when most people, I feel like my generation, when most people think The Addams Family, they're thinking of that film. They're not thinking of 
the sitcom. They're thinking of the 90s films, primarily the first one, but the, actually the second one, a lot of people really hold that one in high regard too because Wednesday's badass in that one. That's the one where she's dressed as a Native American and stuff, and you see those memes all around Thanksgiving time. So that one I feel like might even be more in the public eye than the first one. Uh, but I never watched them as a kid. I watched them way later. What I watched was the Adams Family cartoon. Um, it deals with certain sitcom situations like the original series did. John Aston returns as Gomez. Um, it has some other celebrities involved in that. Um, Jim Cummings, who everyone knows as one of the greatest voice actors of all time. Um, of course, he does Winnie the Pooh. He does a lot of Disney stuff. He does Pete. Um, and he's a very good voice, like, replicator. Um, so a lot of times Disney would use him to, like, replicate actors' voices when, like, the actors wouldn't return for a role, or if something happened with the audio where it didn't sound as good, they'd throw Jim Cummings in there to do an impression of him. Um, so Jim Cummings is playing Lurch. Um, they have a slightly updated models, were used for this series, though they still have a passing resemblance to the original cartoon. Um, there were two series of the show, um, with the third year that it was on television consisting of reruns. Um, oddly, in the series, Wednesday maintained, maintained her macabre, brooding attitude from the Adams Family movies, so that sort of was something they carried over from the film and not really from the other, um, the original series. Um, yeah, but her facial expressions and body language show that she's still happy, go-lucky, fun attitude, um, in the original series, and this, she is much more dark, um, and yes, I mean, it's a great show, I love the show, um, then there was the new Adams Family from 1998, which ran for 65 episodes, which is mind-blowing to me that it actually had more episodes than the original series. Um, it was filmed in British Columbia, Canada, um, during 1998 through 1999 on the newly launched Fox Family Channel. Many storylines from the original series were reworked for the series, incorporating more modern elements and jokes. Um, John Aston returned to the franchise a few times, um, at, for cameo appearances as Grandpapa Adams, um, but obviously the rest of the series was recast. Um, not a lot of people really talk about this series, um, but yeah, so those are all the series that exist right now. Um, I'm gonna get into the films in a second. But there is the new Wednesday show that is supposed to be coming out. Um, Tim Burton's involved. Um, it's going to be on Netflix. Um, and it deals with Wednesday, obviously. She's the title character of the show. Um, she's a student at Nevermore Academy, and she's solving mysteries using her psychic abilities. Um, that include murders of a 25-year-old mystery involving her family. Um, so obviously the series is not out yet. I don't know by the time this podcast comes out if we have more information about the series. I'm not sure if we will or not. It was announced recently, but I don't know if they've even started production on it yet. Um, it's a little bit up in the air, so I don't know when this thing's supposed to come out. Um, hopefully soon, um, but we'll see. So on the movie side of things, so those were all the shows, so we'll talk about the movies real quick. 
Um, there was, of course, as I already mentioned, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Again, I don't feel like I need to go in depth on these. You all have most likely seen them. They were huge hits, and they reignited the Adam's popularity into the mainstream. Um, and again, I feel like people today, when they say Morticia Adams, they're thinking of Angelica Houston um, and stuff like that. So I feel like these films are really what's in the public eye. Um, at least in my generation. I mean, I'm not 30 yet. So, like, late 20s, early 30s, this is the Adams Family that we grew up with. Um, and it's very ingrained in our culture and in our brains about this is who the Adam Family is. Not necessarily the original series, although that's what I think of, because I have an appreciation for the original series. Um, so that's the one I think of most. That's the first one that comes into my brain immediately. Um, and again, people can have appreciation for the original series and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know how many of us have actually gone back and rewatched it. I do encourage people to go rewatch it. I mean, that's the point of this podcast, putting it out into the world, um, that people should be watching the Adams Family and the Munsters. Um, of course, Christopher Lloyd's in the film. He's phenomenal. Raul Julia, if it wasn't for his unfortunate passing, I feel like we would have gotten a third film within that uh, within that canon, um, I feel like that would have been like a good trilogy. Um, it is very unfortunate um, that he is no longer with us. He left us very young um, and with so much potential. Um, but from there, I mean, the show must go on. So Adam's Family Reunion um, is the third film. Um, it has no relation to the original two films, Adam's Family Values and, of course, the original Adams Family, has no relation to them. It was direct-to-video um, through Warner Brothers. Um, it was, in fact, a full-length pilot for a second live-action television version, but it never really came to be, apparently. I, I guess that was the idea of it. I'm not really too sure. Um, the movie's Gomez is played by Tim Curry, and it follows more of the style of Raul Julia, um, while the sitcoms Gomez was going on at that time was played in the style of John Astin, um, who played the character in the 1960s show, obviously. Um, the only actors that sort of carried over were Lurch and Thing. Um, all the other actors are recast. It has nothing to do with the original movies. I've actually never seen the film. I've heard it's not very great, um, which is why I'm not very familiar with a lot of the intricacies of it. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. I haven't seen it. I don't really plan on watching it. Um, the new Adams Family movie, however, was a hit. It's getting a sequel. Um, it was animated, uh, 2019. Charlize Theron is in it, um, as well as Oscar Isaac. Um, it's very, very good. Um, and yeah, so they have the sequel to that coming out. They have the Wednesday series coming out. So again, the Adams Family is getting a little bit of a comeback. Um, it took a break for a while, um, and now it's coming back. Um, and yeah, so very, very fun history of the Adams Family. Um, a lot of different things going on. Again, of course, you have movies and series going on at the same time, um, like with the Tim Curry movie and the series that was on TV. Um, so there's a lot of like weird continuity things going on in there, but regardless, it's fine. Um, but again, we're focusing when we're pitting them head to head on the main series. 
Um, and Adam's Family has a lot of great episodes. It was hard for me to really narrow down my favorites. So I'm going to just roll off 15 of my favorite episodes of the original show. Um, and of course, before I get into that, of course, there have been video games, books, the musical version of The Addams Family, which all had varying levels of success. Um, but again, we're focused on the show. So these are my picks for the best Addams Family episodes. I really love the holiday episodes, like Halloween with the Addams Family um, and Halloween Addams style. And they also had Christmas with the Addams Family, which is another good one. Um, Amnesia in the Addams Family. Um, Gomez loses his memory in this episode and has to become normal. Um, and he's sort of freaked out by the family and stuff like that. So it's a very like interesting contrast with his character. Um, the Adams Family Goes to School is a good episode. It's actually the first episode of the show, so it gives you a little introduction to the family and stuff like that. The Adams Family meets the VIPs is fun. Um, there's a few episodes that involve Lurch, which are really good episodes, which is why I feel like he's more of a focus than the children in a lot of these, because he has some of the best episodes. Um, we have Mother Lurch visits the family, Lurch the teenage idol, and Lurch learns to dance, which are all great episodes. Um, Uncle Fester's illness is a great episode where he loses his electrical charge, um, that's, so that's a good one. The Great Treasure Hunt is a good one. Um, where the family's trying to find a buried treasure. Um, Thing is Missing is another one of my favorites. Um, he gets Thing-napped. Um, Cousin It Visits the Family is a good one as well. Um, this one is really, to me, this is the one of the ones where it really showcases how bizarre the humor is in the show, um, which really sets it apart from the Munsters in terms of tone. Um, like, Cousin It makes Fester's head appear in a box, um, but a drawback on that episode is the kids aren't even in it. So that's why I'm like, the kids aren't really that big of a focus in the show. Um, but my two favorite episodes of the series um, are Morticia's Romance 1 and 2. Um, it really goes into detail on the courtship of Gomez and Morticia. Gomez was originally supposed to marry Morticia's sister, um, it was like an arranged marriage, but then Gomez and Morticia, they lay eyes on each other and they fall in love, and the the two episodes put together their backstory. So it's a really nice episode, in my opinion. Those are my two absolute favorite episodes of the show, um, which really gives the Adams Family, like, their roots. Um, it's basically them, on their 13th wedding anniversary, um, telling the story um, of how they fell in love and how everything, how the Adams family really came to be. Um, and yeah, it has a lot of like points in the show, which like give you some reference. Like it says that they were 22 years old when they got married. Um, and if you were to time that out, that means that they were both born in 1930. Um, so there's a lot of like actual, like if you're interested in how the Adams family became the Adams family, these are the two episodes to check out in my opinion. Um, yeah, so that's my 15 episodes of The Addams Family. Um, so yeah, we went over the history, we went over um, all of the, the different adaptations of it, and we talked about some of the favorite episodes. But now it is time to move on to the monsters. But first... 
Are you tired of plain old breakfast? Cereal is not sugary enough. Are you tired of burnt pancakes and waffles? Then you need slapjacks. The slapper gets your face and it causes a chemical reaction to heat up. No cooking required. Just slap and eat. Don't believe us? Here's a satisfied customer. Slapjacks are the best breakfast food ever made. Slapjacks, slap those smiles back. <laughs> You heard it here, kids. Slapjack saves lives. Order at www.slapjacks.com. All right, so now it is time to talk about the monsters. I don't know how long I've been going, but it feels like it's been a long time. I was worried this was going to be a short episode, but probably not. Um, so the monsters, again, was running at the same time as the Adams family. Um, so that's why there's a lot of this competition involved with them. Um, of course, they're both spooky shows going on at the same time, so obviously people are going to compare and contrast them, even though they are wildly different shows. Um, but let's talk about our characters. I feel like they need a little bit more um, in-depth like discussion than the Addams Family characters do, because they aren't in the public eye as much, frankly. I mean, everyone knows the Frankenstein monster and Dracula, um, but I don't think people really know about the monsters themselves as characters, at least in my generation, as much as they do in the Adams Family. And that's mainly because, as I said, like the Adams Family films in the 90s were huge. And I feel like everyone is aware of them and have seen them. But for the monsters, for the most part, as we're going to get into, a lot of the adaptations after the original run weren't really the best. Um, so I don't feel like they're in the public eye as much. Um, so I am going to go a little bit more into their backstories and who they are as characters than I did with the Adams Family characters. Um, but yeah, so let's start with our couple, Herman and Lily Munster. Herman, who is obviously based on the Frankenstein monster, is our father figure. Um, within the context of the series, Herman was created in 1815 at the University of Heidelberg um, by Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Obviously, he is Frankenstein's monster. Um, he, worked, uh, he worked on him for a while and was finally finished in 1850. Um, around then, no one is really sure, along with his twin brother, who we'll get into. Um, he Well, actually, I don't know if we'll get into his brother because it's a different brother we're going to be talking about. He has a brother named Charlie, um, who was his twin brother. Um, but we're going to be talking about more of his family members a little later. Um, he left Germany for Great Britain at a very young age and was adopted by the Munsters of Munster Hall, a noble family living in England. Um, at some point, Herman moved to Transylvania, um, where he met Lily Dracula. And this was in around 1865. Um... Where Herman was technically the age of 15, but physically older. I mean, he looked like Herman Munster looks. Um, Herman married Lily, and eventually the couple and Grandpa Munster moved to America, where Herman joined the U.S. Army fighting in World War II. Um, in episode 34, Grandpa says that it was thanks to Herman that he was able to leave Transylvania and have a better life in America. Um, so Herman is really... You'll know when, if you watch the Munster series, Herman is the focus. Herman is the star of a lot of the episodes. 
the other people in the family have their moments, but a lot of the show is focused around Herman Munster and Grandpa. Um, they're like the comedic duo. Both of the actors were in a show prior to this um, where they had done a lot of comedy stuff together, so the chemistry between the two of them is awesome. Um, and they're a lot of the focus of a lot of these great episodes of the show. Um, um, Herman, as we were talking about Herman, he currently works for a funeral home, appropriately enough. Um, and as the series progresses, you see him take on other roles like a professional, pre- professional, why can't I talk? A professional wrestler amongst other careers. Uh, Herman's good natured. Um, a typical American dad that we'd see in many sitcoms around that time period. He's lovable, kind, good-natured, um, but also has many flaws, um, like being gullible, clumsy, and childish at times. And at least in my opinion, it feels like they play this up more and more as the series goes on. Like, basically, he gets dumber as the series goes on, um, like Goku. Like, Goku didn't start out being as... I don't know, airheaded as he is in the later editions of Dragon Ball. Um, so Herman starts out, I mean, he's a normal dad, but then he goes to, like, Homer Simpson territory and, like, even more, like, buffoonish after that. Um, but he's a lovable goof. Um, a very good character of the dumb dad genre, which it is a genre. Um, then there's Lily Munster, of course. I just love Lily. Um, I think that she is one of the best characters in the show. Um, she's loving, caring, um, but also can be a strong, matriarchal um, type character when she needs to be. Um, of course, she was Lily Dracula before she married Herman. She's now Herman Munster. Um, she is a vampire um, and has... Features of the Bride of Frankenstein as well, because she is the Bride of Frankenstein, even though she is Dracula. Um, Like, she has the hair that's similar to the Bride of Frankenstein hair. Um, She has, like, the white hair streak. She has an iconic look, um, both her hair and her outfits. Um, Lily is the voice of reason in the Munster household. Um, And she's often relied upon the set problems right and typically is the mediator between Herman and Grandpa's squabbles, between all of their bickering and their crazy experiments and stuff like that. Um, but Lily also has a temper herself. She can be f- quite fiery at points. Um, while she's deeply in love with Herman, she also frequently gets very angry at him, basically due to his stupidity at times and his selfishness. Um, and Herman often shows fear towards her and he's scared of her wrath um so again that's another i didn't plan on this but that's another thing about goku like he's scared of chi chi so herman munster and goku actually have a lot in common (laughs) now that i'm processing this um she also has reprimanded her own father grandpa monster dracula on several occasions for his own foolish actions and stubborn self-righteousness um lily treats her niece marilyn as her own daughter but shares the family concern of marilyn's hideousness which we'll get into in a minute um but yeah lily is great i really love lily um she's very supportive of both of the children characters in this marilyn and eddie 
Um, she keeps a close eye on Eddie and his social circle and all that. She's mainly a housewife, and her duties include, you know, cleaning the mansion, dusting, um, all that kind of stuff. It's a big nine-room mansion, so she's doing a lot of, like, housework, which is very typical at the time. Like, the Munsters is more in tune with what a sitcom was at the time, like a Leave it to Beaver scenario. Like, you have the housewife and the husband who goes to work and stuff like that. Um, which in my opinion, I don't, I don't know. I think it makes it work better as a sitcom because that's how sitcoms were at the time. So I I guess it's a little, um, stereotypical. I guess it's a little cliche. Um, but like in contrast with the Adams family where it's like so off the wall, like I think that like the Munsters is more traditional and I think the ratings reflected that. I think the Munsters always did better in the ratings than the Adams family. Um... But yeah, Lily does other stuff than just be a housewife. Um, she worked as a, a welder, a fashion model, a palm reader, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, and yeah, Lily is awesome. Like, I really love Lily. Lily Munster, I really love her. Um, she's really great. Um, of course, we have the elder of the family, Grandpa Munster, who is technically Dracula. He's Vladimir Dracula. Um, he's more than just a vampire. He's also like a mad scientist. Um, allegedly, um, in one of the episodes, he says he's 378 years old. Um, so it puts his date of birth roughly around 1588. Um, and everyone knows Grandpa Munster. I feel like he's the most popular member of the, the Munsters. Um, of course, he went on to do some like horror hosting and stuff like that. Al Lewis, the goat. Um, we talked about him in our Fright House review, um, back when we did Lost on VHS. Um, and Grandpa's, he's, he's goofy, he's lovable, um, he has a pet, pet bat named Igor who hangs around in his lab. Um, Grandpa's just a really great character. Um, he's widely considered as the wisest member of the family, um, and he does have a stubborn streak as well. There's a lot of stubbornness with him and with Herman. Um, if he feels he isn't getting his respect, he's gonna let everyone know about it. Um, and he often goes to extreme lengths to demonstrate how offended he is at stuff. Um, so he's a little bit stuck up. And But again, he's lovable. He loves his family. I mean, he's very absurd, um, very comical. Um, and an interesting fact about that is Al Lewis is actually younger um, than Yvonne DiCarlo, who played Lily. So it was kind of weird that a younger actor was portraying the father. Um, but I mean, they do him up with the makeup and stuff like that. I mean, he looks older, but I guess that's just interesting that he was younger, um, than she was. Um, and again, like he went on to do stuff in the eighties, um, like TBS's super scary Saturday movie block, um, where he would be a horror host. And of course there's all the VHS tapes of grandpa Munster, like introducing films and stuff like that. There was actually grandpa's pizza two around this time so grandpa munster is sort of like a cultural icon i think out of i don't know i don't know if he's more popular than gomez and morticia adams um because they didn't really do any horror hosting like i feel like in my mind grandpa munster might be i don't know it's tough like i i i i can't say that grandpa munster is more popular than gomez and morticia but he's definitely the most popular out of the munsters in general um, of course you have the two kids. I'm not going to go too deep into the kids cause there's not as much to say. 
Um, you have Eddie Munster, who's half vampire, half werewolf. Um, he's fun. He's a typical kid at the time. He's like the beaver cleaver. Um, he's just doing kids stuff and goes to school. Sometimes he gets into trouble. Some episodes revolve around him getting bullied and stuff like that. Then you have Marilyn Munster, who is like by far the least developed character in the series. And her whole gimmick is similar to like, I have, I mean, I have the beholder twilight zone. It's all in the eye of the beholder who is beautiful and who's not beautiful. Like Marilyn is a normal human. In the public eye, she's this beautiful young girl, but to the monsters, she's the ugly duckling of the family. Um, they see her as hideous, um, and they think that they're all beautiful. Um, like, Herman Munster, like, calls Marilyn ugly, and it's just, like, that's just, like, absurd to think about. So it's a nice sort of reversal. Um, and yeah, so she's Lily's niece... Um, so her last name really isn't Munster, technically, but she's still referred to as Marilyn Munster. Um, she was recast in the series. Um, she wasn't played by the same actress um, from the beginning episodes to the end. Um, I think she was the only one major character that was, like, recast. Um, but yeah, she's, like, the least developed out of the series, um, so there's not really much to say about her. It's sort of unfortunate because they could have done so much more with that dynamic and they didn't really take full utilization of it. Um, but regardless, um, the show is a comedy classic. It was produced by the same company that gave us Leave it to Beaver. Um, and it was a whole satire of the genre. Um, it aired on CBS for 70 episodes. It was two seasons long. The costumes and appearances were based on the Golden Age Universal monster films of the 30s and 40s, obviously such as Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, stuff like that. And along with that, um, Universal owned the copyrights to use these monsters in the classic makeup um, by Jack Pierce. Um, Universal had been airing all their old films on television during the 50s, so the monsters were in the public eye, so adding the monsters into that really, in my opinion, and I'm sure factually as well, I mean, I'm just assuming, really helped the popularity of the show that the original films were airing leading up to that. Um, and of course, the Jack Pierce makeup of the Frankenstein monster is iconic, and you're using the same basic look for human Herman Munster. Um, so, just side by side, I mean, he looks like the Frankenstein monster. Like, it's not like they had to do something wildly different. Um, they still had Jack Pierce's look on lock. Like, they were allowed to use that. Like, it's not like something like, I don't know, like Frankenstein in the Hammer films. Like how the monsters, none of the monsters looked like the Frankenstein monster from the Universal film, obviously, because they had copyrights on it. Um, so yeah, it looks like the classic Frankenstein monster that everyone knows and loves, which really helped out the series. Um, they were re-released on, they were re-released theatrically. Um, there was no home video at the time. I'm sure they were playing on TV as well. And it showed the television companies that there was still a demand and an audience for this type of media. Um, at the time, horror films were sort of shifting into a different genre, leaning less towards the supernatural spooky monsters and more towards giant monsters like Godzilla and the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms and stuff like that. Monsters that were mutants, basically, due to nuclear radiation 
Um, there was a lot of Alien and Vader movies going on at the time. I mean, if you look at the 50s, I mean, you have The Thing from Another World, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Like, horror films were in a very different place in the 50s than they were in the 30s. Um, but re-releasing Dracula, Frankenstein, and theater stuff, it really showed um, people in general that there was still a market for stuff like this. Um, but the problem was... It wasn't. It still wasn't seen in the public eye as scary, I guess. Um, so if they're not going to be scary, but people still want to see them, why not make it a comedy? You can do a parody of horror films, and I mean, it's not very. It's more of a parody of the sitcom than it is of horror films. But you can take that horror film classic 1930s aesthetic and apply it to a comedy. Um, it's been done before. I mean, they've done Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, stuff like that. Um, and having the monsters with their likenesses, as I said, was a big advantage over the Adams family. Um, because again, as I said, they're very recognizable. Um, of course the Adams family had the comic before this. Um, but it's different using, cause in the public eye, a lot of times, I feel like the Adams Family were still new characters, and the monsters were the Frankenstein monster, Dracula, etc. It was a huge deal. Um, so it really gave them the advantage over the Adams Family at the time. Um, there was an unaired pilot, which can be found on the DVD box set, which I have. Um, it's basically half the length of an actual episode. Um, it has a similar plot and gags that we would see in the first two to three episodes of the show, so there's, like, a lot of repeat stuff. It was shot in color. Um, Eddie was played by a different actor, um, and Lily had a different name. It was Phoebe, who was also portrayed by a different actor, um, Joan Marshall, um, and she looked quite a bit different. Um, she actually closely resembled Morticia Adams with the long black hair, um, no white streak in her hair. Um, which would be an iconic piece of Lily's look. Um, and of course, Yvonne DiCarlo was cast to play her in the series. She was a serious film actress at the time, and the cast members actually were very, like, skeptical of having her in the show because she had quite, like, a name value that, like, wasn't associated with, like, a kooky sitcom or anything. Um, but she did great. Um, of course, Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis... Um, are awesome in the show. They were co-stars in Car 54, Where Are You?, which was the other show that they were in, showing that they had great chemistry together, um, and they have great chemistry together in The Munsters. The Munsters live in an old spooky mansion at 1313 Mockingbird Lane in a fictional town located in California, and they see themselves as a normal working-class family um, as opposed to the Adams family, as I said, where they're very high, upper-class um, people um, the monsters are a little bit more down on their luck. Um, the series came to an end in 1966 um, due to color shows like Batman and stuff like that, um, which were very popular at the time. I mean, they could have transitioned the monsters into color, um, but they didn't. Um, after the series wrapped up in 66, um, there was a TV movie. Um, called Monster Go Home. It's set in England, where the monster, where they go to Monster Hall, 
after the death of a relative and they're trying to reclaim the mansion. Um, it has the classic drag race scene in the film that inspired Rob Zombie's Dragula, which is the car that they use. Um, it stars the series regular cast, except the role of Marilyn was yet again recast, being the third person to portray the character in three years. Um, she was played by Debbie Watson in the film. Although it was canceled, it was still a success in syndication and reruns. So the original series, although it came to an end, it never really, like, went away. Um, there was an animated movie called The Mini Monsters, which was an attempt to bring the show back full force, only animated, but it failed as well. It wasn't picked up. Um, Al Lewis, <clears throat> Al Lewis was the only returning cast member for the animated series. Maybe that's why it didn't really do as well. Um, if I, I think it would have done well if you like if you got Fred Gwynn back and all that kind of stuff like they did with the Adams family like they had some of the original cast reprising the roles in the animated version but no it was just Al Lewis <laughs> so um, there was another TV movie called The Munster's Revenge um, this was way later in 1981 so there was a pretty significant gap associated with that it recasts Eddie and Marilyn for the fourth time um, but it's more understandable in the 80s because they're still younger, so having the same cast members play them wouldn't work. Um, because there's no real, like, time skip. Like, it's supposed to be the same. So obviously you can't have grown-up Eddie, Eddie in it. Um, and yeah. So yeah, it recast Marilyn for the fourth time, which is a little bit absurd. Um, so in 1988, The Monsters Today was an all-new sitcom. Um, and then after that, in 1995, there was a new TV film called Here Come the Monsters with another all-new cast. Um, it had cameos with some of the original actors in a restaurant scene. Also, right after that, in 1966, there was another holiday movie called The Monsters' Scary Little Christmas. Um, in 2004, there was almost another film, um, but it never came to be as well. Then in... Then that film, the 2004 film, was reworked into a series years later um, in 2012 just titled Mockingbird Lane, which had a pilot but was never picked up. Um, in 2017, it was Seth Meyers um, who was reportedly working on a reboot, but that also didn't happen, or at least it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I'm sure that since the Rob Zombie thing, that's officially in the can, <laughs> um, and that's not going to happen. Obviously, and I ran through these all very quick, um, because none of these series and spinoffs and all that kind of stuff were anywhere near as successful as the Addams Family reboots. Um, mainly because, like, in my opinion, the Munsters actors were just so iconic. I mean, you can't. I don't know, they aren't just characters. Like, each generation has, at least in my opinion, as I said, each generation has their own version of the Addams Family that they grew up with. But in my mind, there really is only one real Monsters family. Um, no one could ever fill their shoes, ironically. I mean, Fed, Fred Gwynn had big feet. No one's filling these shoes, brother. Um, again, like, I think they're just... It's, it was perfect casting, perfect chemistry together. They are the monsters. Um, I'm excited for Rob Zombie's whatever it is. Um, but I don't know. To me, I mean, unless... And I'm going to say this right now. 
Rob Zombie, you're never going to listen to this, but you need to go cast Keith Habersberger from the Try Guys as Herman Munster. I think he'd do a phenomenal job <laughs> as Herman Munster. Very tall, very funny, makes goofy faces. He is the perfect person, I think, to replace Fred Gwynn. I don't think anyone can replace Fred Gwynn completely, but I think he would be a phenomenal choice. Um, again, Rob Zombie's never going to hear this, but I'm putting this out there into the internet. Keith Habersberger needs to play Herman Munster. It's going to be great. Um, but Fred Gwynn, undisputed goat. No one's ever going to top it. When it comes to Gomez and Morticia, take your pick. You can love the 90s version. You can love the original series. Um, but to me, there's only one real Munsters family. The original actors were just so good. And because they're really... I don't know. There must not have been as much time and care taken into the reboots. Um, I don't know. Like, no one talks about the reboots. Like, if I told you guys there was a reboot of the Monsters and it was a series that ran for so many episodes, like, no one's heard about it. No one's seen it. Um, to me, it's the original series, Undisputed Goat, which the Adams Family, I mean, take your pick. Um, I don't know. I guess the best... The best person to re be recast as a Monsters character isn't even technically in a Monsters reboot. The best Monsters recast is the grandpa, the fake grandpa wannabe from Gremlins 2. He does a good job. He's not technically supposed to be Grandpa Monster, but he's a parody of Grandpa Monster. Um, so I don't know. There was just something I don't know. I've watched a little bit of it here and there, and it's just it's just not there. Um, you can't top the original series when it comes to the mon monsters. We're going to see what happens with the Rob Zombie film. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, we'll see what's going on with it, though. And it's also in the public eye now, the monsters in general, because there was a reference on WandaVision, apparently. I've, I haven't watched WandaVision, but I guess there was a reference to the monsters on that as well. Um, but the monsters... Time to get into some of my favorite episodes of all time of the Monsters. Again, I'm doing 15. Um, I love these episodes. Um, these are the ones that I would say, if you're going to go and rewatch episodes of the Monsters, these are the ones to start out with. Um, Herman's Driving School. Um, basically, he gets promoted to Hearst Driver and has to renew his driver's license, of course, because um, he's got this big new job. Um, and this requires him to take a driving test. Which, of course, he flunks. Um, there's no kids in it. Um, it's a decent episode. The humor really comes from the driving instructor. And this is another episode where Herman seems dumber than he does at the beginning of the series. This was way later on in the show. Um, but it's still a really good episode. It's one of my favorites from the second season. Um, there's a walk on the mild side, which is a good episode. It's very early on. Um, Herman has insomnia and he's going on these midnight walks and of course there's people seeing him out at night and they're like oh shit that's the frankenstein monster um it causes the police commissioner to go find the culprit um and yeah it's it's a good episode i mean it's a lot of humor with herman walking through the town and stuff like that it's really great um there's a visit from teacher um where eddie is reading uh, a composition for school called My Parents and Average American Family to his class. And his teacher believes the boy is exhibiting extreme symptoms of having like an over imagination because he's describing his family. 
as these monsters. And the teacher's like, what the hell? Like, basically. Um, this was actually the last episode of the show. Um, Just Another Pretty Face is a good episode. Um, there's an episode called Herman the Rookie. Um, there's a few episodes where Herman has to do, like, sports-related things. Um, so Herman the Rookie um, is where he's playing baseball. It's a good episode. Um, there's Rockabye Munster, which is a really great episode. This one's another early on. I think the Munster series really started out well. Like, a lot of my favorite episodes come from the first, like, 10 to 15 episodes. Um, the first season is very, very good. Um, Rockabye Munster. Herman and Grandpa think that Lily is pregnant after overhearing a conversation between the two of them. Um, but the child that they're talking about is actually someone who's just visiting the house. But Herman, Herman's freaking out because he thinks he's having another kid and stuff like that. Um, there's Family Portrait, um, which is a very famous episode of the show. It's probably one of the most famous ones um, where the monsters are chosen um, by Event Magazine as the average American family. Um, and basically in the episode, Grandpa disappears over a, a scuttlefoot and he's trying, they have to get him back. Um, this is actually the final appearance of Beverly Owen as Marilyn. This was the last episode she was in before she was recast. Um, there's a color version of the episode that was released on the DVD, um, from 2008. Um, so this is one of the few color episodes that you can actually see. It's a very popular episode. Um, there's Country Club Monsters. Um, where they basically win a membership to a highly exclusive Mockingbird Hikes Country Club. Um, but they want to see the family up close to see if they meet the club's standards. And of course, there's a lot of episodes of the Monsters where the humor is just revived around um, normal people seeing the Monsters. Like, that's a lot of the humor, but it's great. Um, there's Lily Monster Girl Model. Um, where Lily is searching for a job because she feels useless as a housewife, and she lands a fashion modeling career, um, which is a very fun episode. There's Low Cal Monster, where Herman is going on a diet in order to fit in his old army uniform um, for a reunion he has to go to. Um, and he's starting his diet just as Thanksgiving is approaching, and... As we come to find out, a hunger-stricken Herman can be potentially dangerous. So there's a lot of funny shit in that episode. I really, really love that episode. It's very fun. Um, there's Eddie's nickname, which is very famous for the Herman Munster speech, um, where Herman is talking about it doesn't matter if you're black, white, no matter what you are. That's the big famous speech. So that's actually probably <clears throat> that's probably the most famous segment of a monsters episode the woke herman segment i love that speech it's really really great and it was very important at the time period that this series had the balls to do something like that on national television because obviously racial tension was still high at that time um and of all places the monsters is the voice of reason um which to me is great i really love that episode eddie's nickname is a really good episode because of that um, there's My Fair Monster, um, which revolves Grandpa cooking up a love potion. Um, it's a very, very fun episode um, because the love potion is meant for Marilyn, um, but it accidentally goes to other members of the family instead. Um, so that's a very fun episode. Um, 
There's Herman the Great, um, which is one of my favorite episodes. That might be my absolute favorite episode. Um, and Herman needs to get some money to save for Eddie's college education. So he takes a job as a pro wrestler called the Masked Marvel. Um, so Herman's doing some crazy shit <laughs> in the wrestling ring. The family's like watching him on the TV. It's great. Then there's a visit from Johan, which is Herman's other brother slash cousin slash first creation of Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and it, it gives Fred Gwynn the chance to play um, the Frankenstein monster as a monster, similar to what Karloff would do. He actually wears the outfit Karloff wore in Son of Frankenstein. Um, so it's a nice contrast. Um, there's another episode that's great. The name is escaping me right now, but that's the last episode I have written down where um, Herman Munster is actually... You see him as a human, like as Fred Gwynn. That's another great episode. So I think that's 15. I think that's all 15 of the episodes I'm going to recommend. I hope that was 15. Um, um, but which show is the best? That's what we all want to know. Between the Monsters and the Adams Family. What is my personal opinion on this? Um, I love both shows. So I just want to say that right now. And it kind of doesn't feel right to put them head to head. Because they are so different um the humor is why i mean they can't get more different as i said at the open the adams are a normal family trying to be monsters the monsters are a family of monsters trying to be normal so they are very different shows but of course they were airing at the same time they both have the gothic imagery they both have quirky characters so it only makes sense to compare and contrast the two of them and while i love both shows i think for me my favorite out of the two would have to be the monsters i just love the chemistry between the characters and again they are the defining monster family with the Adams, as I said, take your pick. A lot of people don't even think about the sitcom. At least in my demographic, they don't even think about the sitcom when it comes to stuff like that. They're thinking of the 90s version. But for me, the Munsters will always be that sitcom family. And that's my pick. Those are the episodes I enjoy more. It's just more fun to watch to me. I think the episodes are funnier. I think they're more engaging. Um, I like that with the exception of Marilyn being sort of on the outskirts, every family member is important in this. Like there's, I like the Adams family. There's just too many characters. I feel like, like, I feel like if the Adams family had five characters, um, and maybe a Butler like Lurch can still be in there, but there's just way too much going on in the Adams family to really give focus where the focus needs to be because it has to be spread out through so many different characters with the monsters. Yes. Your focus is still Herman and grandpa, but there's a lot more episodes um, that have all the family members together and they all feel important. There's no just like filler. Um, yeah, I would prefer the monsters um, as the original sitcom series, give me the monsters any day over the Adams family. There's certain episodes of the Adams family that I like better than episodes of the monsters. But I think if you take the 15 episodes that I picked of both, I'm going to pick a monsters episode almost every time 
out of the 30 episodes that I listed, it's almost always going to be the monsters. Um, because again, like my favorite episode is probably Herman the Great. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's something about the monsters that's just so good to me. I really love the monsters. Adam's family is one stop short of perfect in my eyes. The monsters is perfect to me. Again, there's a lot of repeat jokes. A lot of it is just reactions to the monsters being quote unquote ugly. Um, but it's great. Um, there's a lot, I don't know. I've talked about it enough. I'm talking in circles now, but I just really love the monsters. Um, but what do you guys think? Originally, I was going, because I, I got a lot of responses for this, and I was originally going to go through all of these responses and respond to them. Um, but frankly, I think I've been going for a very long time, so I'm not going to actually go through all of the written responses, but I will just tally up who prefers the Munsters and who prefers the Adams Family and who selected both. Um, again, there are tons of responses to this, so that could even be a future episode going through people's responses. Um, so yeah, this is an open invitation. If you guys want to tell me anything about the Munsters, share your opinions, reach out to me, reach out to me on Twitter, YouTube comments, leave me a voicemail. I just set up a voicemail box that you guys can actually go ahead and call and leave a voice message. I'll play the voice message on the show. Um, so I think I'll do that as a future episode. Um, really go through everyone's responses on why they prefer the Munsters better than the Adams family and vice versa. But as far as the poll itself, when I put out in the old school monsters, uh, the old school monsters group, which do you prefer, the monsters or the Adams family? We had 33 votes for monsters, 19 for Adams family, and both where they couldn't pick, they said they liked them both equally as nine. So the monsters, at least in the public eye in which I polled, people are preferring the monsters over the Adams family, um, which is what I also prefer. Um, but again, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Again, I think it's weird sort of putting them head to head. Uh, but I hope you guys learned a little bit about both of the sh uh, both of the shows. I hope you learned something. I hope maybe you heard about some stuff that you haven't heard about before. You're going to go check it out in the future after this. Um, and yeah, I don't know really what else to say about either of these shows. Again, if you guys have any feedback, let me know down in the comments below. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much just going to wrap up this show for you guys, I'm not going to do like the pre-recorded outro that I always do. Oh, actually, you know what? I'll do a pre-recorded outro and we'll do it right now. Okay, so it's still going to be unscripted, but I just wanted to get the music in there for you guys. Um, again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the show. Um, I love both series, The Monsters and The Addams Family. If you guys haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe to my channel. Turn on notifications. Um, making, make sure you hit that notification bell on YouTube so it comes right to your inbox. Of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that. Subscribe to the show. Leave a rating and a review where it lets you leave a rating and a review. And yeah, I really enjoyed doing this podcast for you guys. I want to know what you guys think about it. I want to know what your favorite episodes of the Monsters and the Adams Family are. Hit me up. Um, and yeah, so that's about it for this time, you guys. I'm going to see you back over on YouTube for another episode of the House of Horror coming very soon. So take care and stay spooky. <laughs>